Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Uh, Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff, and joining me uh, for this three-game slate Wednesday evening are Nick Martin and Tim Kalinowski. I will also talk uh, about a future that starting to percolate, I think, amongst uh, hockey bettors and the hockey betting community right now so we'll give our thoughts on that at the end um but we'll start with a big mismatch here the sharks are playing their first game in two weeks by the way <laughs> i don't know if, how many people picked up on that but uh everybody uh the sharks had their break start like they were one of the teams that had to buy post all-star so they played the wednesday night before the break and we haven't seen them since and they get to be welcomed back in winnipeg against the jets uh, Sharks are plus 320. The Jets are minus 420 and a total of five and a half. I actually think that if you're going to bet this, you would play the Sharks. Uh, it's a, it's a, I'm not saying you should run to the window and bet it right now, but we, we've seen this Jets team kind of wilt a bit. Uh, a, a decent effort against the Penguins over the weekend, but they caught them on a back to back and still weren't able to really stamp their authority on a game. And, like it's it's not all that promising from Winnipeg where they'd be the type of team like you would think could just run away from the Sharks and on the other hand it's San Jose and you're thinking okay these guys just had two weeks off they all went away from their being the worst team in the NHL and now they got to go back to work and probably not thrilled to be there or you could look at it as here come the guys who want to get traded you know Duclair and Hoffman and uh, cacking in whoever else on this team wants to get traded. So maybe you get an effort like that. There, there's a lot of different weird angles here, but the one keep that listing just... sharks, keep listing sharks. Yeah. Right there. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see how, how many, how many of them will make it. How many, how many said it was Barabanov. I think Barabanov has a, like a decent case to be a, a good bottom six player on a playoff team. Blackwood. Um, Blackwood. Oh, we can keep going. Um, doesn't seem like the most interesting game though. If, if it, if it was a, 10 game slate, we'd probably just be like, Ugh. I'm about this one. If it was a one game slate, we'd be like, gotta bet the sharks here, but it's a three oh, game yeah. slate. So we're kind of in the, in the middle here. And uh, Nick, do you have anything uh, 
more interesting than me waffling on on betting the sharks at better the three to one yeah i mean i thought the price looked pretty fair too i wouldn't i wouldn't play the jets here um just with how stale their offenses look they haven't scored a power play goal since they played your islanders that's insane and i think the one air the one thing i kind of want to key in on and, and they, they did get a great spot and it's not like they just dominated but i do i think nick Ehlers to go over three and a half if you can get better than even money uh, over three and a half shots on goal well, i would play that he got moved back to the top line um i think people have probably heard us complaining and it's it's one of those things like i think it, it's interesting because talking about Ehlers taking going off the top line I feel like it's one of those things that everyone hates listening to the analytics community just talk about how good Ehlers is and how much they dominate when he's on the ice. But I think this year's especially interesting because they won every game when he was on the top line. And then they took him off and they started losing every game. And I think there's way more causation than that. But he gets to go back up to the top line on Saturday and they win. And he has an assist on the uh, opening goal and had nine shot attempts, six uh, shots on goal. I feel like he's just going to keep riding it in a great spot here. Um, I wish he was still on the top power play unit. I think he deserves to be there. You look at the way he creates offense. Um, and I saw someone uh, talking about how the way that he dried up in the playoffs. And I was like, who are the Jets to complain about any of their players drying up last year? They got smoked. Dude, like, did the whole team not do exactly that? It felt like an unreasonable complaint to me, like 40 or whatever, 50 games into this year to just say like, to make that point, I feel like he's proven this year that he deserves to be there, and that's all he can do. So anyways, I'm high on his game. I think he's going to kind of continue to look a little rejuvenated if they keep him on the top line. Um, maybe he was kind of pouting a bit on the second line, but I also don't I don't love the setup with Monaghan there either. So if they keep him up with Shifley, those two, whether it's been with Velarde or Connor this year, have really tilted play in the right direction, and I think they'll do that tomorrow. So... I feel like it's kind of a decent time to buy on him in the shop market, even though he did only have 15 minutes too on Saturday. So um, it's not like his time on ice was way up there, but I feel like I can live with that and, uh, you know, get, get some good matchups versus sharks as well. Yeah. Leibov, I, you know, I have no right to scoff at you over your uh, San Jose sharks love because we do love big dogs here, but the problem is, the two week layoff essentially or whatever it's been, how, how many days it's just too much for me. I don't know how you can go that long without playing. And um, you know, they, they don't really have the luxury of easing into games or finding their legs. Cause it could be in the back of their net pretty quickly and they could go back to chasing like they seem to do a lot of the time. So that's kind of my problem is I, I would love to um, take a flyer on the three to one, but it's um yeah, you, you, we see teams take like four days off and look rusty, let alone this. And I was just going to say like the flip side of that too, though. Like, do you want to bet the Jets to win by two at minus 150? No, that no, it just, no. Yeah, for me. I mean, it's, it's a, like, and it's a low total. It It's it's a weird game, man. It's just there's a lot of weird stuff with this one. Um, the overtime line is, is plus 450. I don't even think that's terrible. <laughs> like it's, uh, but I don't think we need to, to talk too much more about it, uh, but I, I, it's very rare you see overtime lines get that high. Yeah, uh, we give one are, play from it. That's plenty. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> the, the Jets also in no uh, position to like take a game lightly, so that's kind of a problem too. That's a good point. Uh, all right, game of the night: Panthers and Penguins. Florida minus one twenty-six. The Penguins are plus one hundred five. This total sitting at six and a half. Um, juice is on the under. 
Uh, I thought I would be betting the Penguins here. I don't think that the line is is quite good enough. They like they're still not that good. I don't think defensively. I think that they do a pretty good job of uh, generating good looks and not a good job of converting them. So they haven't really been able to paper over uh, some of their defensive flaws. And but what's helped is just the goaltending's been outstanding for Pittsburgh, whether it's been Jari um, or or Nedeljkovic. But this is a this is a Panthers team that I think just matches up pretty well with them because they're deep, they're physical, they are clinical. If you're making mistakes, the the Panthers first of all can force you into mistakes, and if you are making mistakes, they'll punish you. Um, it's a massive game for Pittsburgh too. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, so the Devils and Islanders will have played by uh, perhaps the time you've listened. Probably by the time you listen to this, so Pittsburgh could be, you know, in serious trouble. Um, like this could end up being a must-win game for for the Penguins, you know, in in the same vein that like going down to two nothing or through or even two one in like a best of seven series is like it's it's not a technical must-win game, but uh, it's pretty close there now. They've got games in hand on on Philadelphia, but the Flyers won four in a row are now eleven points clear of Pittsburgh. If the Devils and Islanders find a way to win, they'd be five points clear. the The Maple Leafs could be nine points clear by the time you listen to this. The Lightning could be 10 clear. So it's just, even though they have the games in hand, it could just be a, a serious situation for the Penguins. And um, I'm sure that they all know that Jake Gensel is is on the trading block, or maybe he is, maybe he isn't. Uh, there's just, there's a lot of, of pressure, I think, building up on, on the Penguins. They're a team that should be able to handle it. Uh, but the number, I don't think the number is good enough to, to back uh, the Pens here. Tim, you, you're leaning the other way. You're looking at at uh, Florida coming in here and and playing to their number. So I'll, I'll hand it over to you. Yeah, I lean Florida just because I have so many less question marks than I do about Pittsburgh. Through all your reasons to not play Pittsburgh at the number, reasons that I like Florida. I think Florida is the most complete team in the league. Uh, I've said it time and time again. This is I'm I'm doing the thing where it's like. Uh, excited to bet a good team like i love how you said that last episode because i feel that way a lot it's like oh you don't get many opportunities to back florida with how good they are so a price like this interesting it's a front hand front end of a back-to-back for both of these teams so um you know night one i I think we're gonna get both of their starters here they're both their number one guys but you know i I, maybe it's just because you like dogs i i I was hoping to be talked in to the panthers here because i I'm excited to bet them. I thought this one looked pretty fair. I lean towards the Panthers. We've talked about how the Pens always get a lot of credit. But to me, this just... I, I, I mean, you look at... These teams played like three weeks ago in Pittsburgh. And I feel like the betting prices were the exact same. And it and like everything about that matchup just makes me feel like the, they should be the exact same. Like the Panthers won that game in a shootout. And they were probably a marginally better team in it. Um, so I lean with the Panthers. I agree. I think they will be a really popular play and we'll probably see the number move. Um, just because, yeah, I do agree with Tim. Like they're one of, one of the more well-rounded teams in the entire league. So I feel like there's maybe going to be spots to buy on Pittsburgh, but I don't know if this is one of them. I think they're getting a lot of credit for their underlying process, considering how good the Panthers really have been kind of all over the ice. Um, and yeah, like Mike said, it's going to be interesting to see how the upcoming stretch of games go for the Pens. I think they actually have a pretty clear case for like to this point having played as the best team that's not in the wild card picture. Uh, they've got a plus 13 goal differential. I think there's some pretty legitimate positives. They ran really bad in close games. 
So like, I think they can be a team that you're betting on to turn around, but that's kind of being accounted for here. If you look at them being priced this way with one of the best teams in the league. So yeah, I, I didn't really, I didn't really see it with Pittsburgh here, but I, I, yeah, it feels, I honestly wouldn't even hate if you wanted to do the overtime again on a similar kind of one. I think that could be a reasonable um, bet, but didn't really have much on this one. Yeah. The, it, it It's funny. The Penguins have won three, I believe of their last 10. Um, but for some reason, it, yeah, they're three, four and three in their last 10 with the minus two goal differential. So that just tells you like, they're basically in every game. Uh, they're not getting the rub of the luck. And most of the time that's finishing and not goaltending. And you'd think it would be the other way around. Um, and, Is that NHL goal differential, Mike? Or like true? That is, it would be minus one. Um, okay. Because oh, yeah, the, there's one the one shootout loss in there. So it's it's not like they, they have, to, to borrow a quote from Sheldon Keefe, I think that the, uh, the Penguins always play well enough to win, but also do enough to lose. Like every game. I feel like that's just them to a T. Um, and I, I still don't really trust that their goaltending should stay at this level. So if it does come down to earth a little bit, I, I, they're, they're scary. So a uh, fun one, uh, a, one that has a ton of implications uh, for basically every race in the East, whether it's the Atlantic division, the number one seed with the Panthers and the Penguins in the playoff race. There's a, there's a lot to, a lot to go into there. And and like Tim said, both these teams on the front end of a back-to-back. So keep that in mind. The Penguins will be traveling uh, to Chicago the next night. We'll talk about that one on Thursday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, let's round out the three-game slate with Wild and Coyotes. The Wild are minus 118 on the road. Coyotes minus 102. Another five and a half at the time of recording. Uh, so two out of the three with, with five and a half is, is pretty rare. I don't know if they'll stick around, though. Uh, I like the Wild here, which is sad, but I'm <laughs> I'm just waving it. I'm waving the white flag with, with Arizona. Uh, that Flyers game, man, like, had they just been able to keep their kind of just keep their head like it wasn't like stupid stuff but just a little bit of undisciplined play and they just couldn't overcome it and uh i thought like half the team was going really well half the team wasn't it just looks disjointed and um yeah that's like the the learn how to win part of it it does feel like that a little bit right like it's just it it's like like it's it was a delay of game puck over the glass penalty in the third period that i think like kind of doomed them and that's to me not like a, a boneheaded, cross check a guy in the face kind of like lose your cool penalty, but a just you yeah, lose your puck rolled. Yeah, I know, but it's like th- that kind of penalty. Like I feel like because of the way that that game was going, where the the Coyotes had taken six or seven penalties already in the game, you're just like ah, killer. Um, brain brain fart penalty. Yeah, or and just like a lack, like a one percent lack of execution. Crispness. Crispness you know? is a good word to use there. Um, not a great schedule spot. They just played in Nashville, then they traveled to Philadelphia. Now they travel all the way back across the country to play at home. Uh, the Wild looked really good uh, in Vegas the other night, and 
I think have played all right lately. So yeah, I don't I don't mind many here, Tim. Yeah, Nick, do you, does this mean? Um, I guess my biggest cause for concern about being on, um, the wild is goaltending. We gonna get Gustafson or we gonna get Flurry? What's what's your vibe? I would play Gustafson. Okay. You guys I, know I would, but I agree. I'm not I mean, saying I, I have much faith in that happening, but I feel like he had a pretty good game. Projected his flurry, it's, it's, unfortunately, when I just looked. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they don't know what they're doing, right? Like, <laughs> I, like seriously, I feel like a lot of those things, like when you really pay attention, they're, they're it, it's a projection based off no source, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it might yeah. be something to do with the way they flip flopped, but unless it's like a back to back, I feel like a lot of those, and may, maybe I'm going to be complete completely wrong because that's with like some sort of a source but a lot of times those things just like say and if you actually look sometimes at like the score for one and espn for another whatever they'll literally have two different ones because they're just basing it off whatever that's a good Um, lesson yeah um but the one thing i would say with arizona it goes into completely what mike was saying is the process hasn't been great i thought the nashville game was better but last night wasn't great and the one thing that's kind of killing them is now their goaltenders aren't going like i thought that law and wraparound i don't know how vejmelka lost the net but that just cost them a point probably probably shouldn't happen i don't think he needed to chase him three feet away i just i was just disgusted watching it and then the nashville game two the one that ingram got the majority of his glove on goes in to tie the game was the same kind of thing, just like felt like they played as good as they could and didn't get the goaltending. And then they're always playing such marginal hockey. I agree. I think it's the wilder pass here. I also actually look like the over at five and a half. Um, just same thing with mini. The main kind of point I've made with them out of the last few games is I don't think their offense is going to be this bad. And I don't think that case is that hard to make if you look at like the talent on the roster and where they've been kind of trending the last few years. I don't think their offense is as gutted as it looks, especially if Rossi's actually going to play pretty good. I don't think they're like that far off from some of those years where they're really popping offensively. So five and a half looks a little low to me. Um, Just with the goaltending and and the Yotes, they're kind of playing, they're just not playing good defensively. And uh, it, it, I, yeah. And then the one thing too, I think the wild are kind of interesting. Like they're plus 450 to make the playoffs. I don't hate that. Um, I'm not going to say it's like a must bet, but I think that would actually be my favorite like play on any of the teams out of that clump in the West to make the playoffs. They're um, probably my favorite team of the clumps. I think I think yeah. I have the most confidence in them. If, in that yeah, that's tier. the thing. And they get so Arizona here, they get Buffalo. Vancouver's tough, but still, like they have a decent stretch of winnable games. If they can win the winnable ones, I feel like they're just kind of a, they look like the most complete team. And I do think you kind of have to respect their prior history too, for like how many points they've racked up the last few years. I don't know if I think they're like that far behind where they were. So we'll see. Maybe I'm biased. Um, I also really want them to sneak in because I think it'd be great for Brock Faber's Calder case if they do squeeze out that last playoff spot. But I, I think they're the best team out of that pack, right? Like if they I, I tend to agree. get to play a, playoff if we were doing the nhl play-in series i think they'd be a a very live shot but i think this is also a really good case about why i hate that play-in idea hey because for like these west teams like you're playing 82 games whoever comes up with it i think deserves it it would kind of be silly to just be like all right we'll play a best two to three and whoever wins it is in yeah i don't let's uh let's keep it uh to 16 please um (laughs) and i um i'll add that uh if you heard torts 
after the game talk about our Yotes. I mean, you would swear that they were the Oilers. He, he said, he said that's a really good hockey team. They're, they're, they're dangerous. They defend well. I mean, I what what could go? What, why are they so bad, right, Torts? Why why they should be in the wild card? He's got respect for our guy Tarigny. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's doing his best. Light his doing, team. He's doing his best to to keep him in the race. Well, thank you, Torts. Um, all right. So it's it, it sounds like the wild and the over there. Uh, let's move on to a quick talk on one particular future. If you guys have others you want to discuss, that's fine. But there is one that has started to percolate a bit here, and that's um, Jacob Markstrom uh, in the Vezina conversation. Connor Hellebuck is still odds on. He's minus 130 uh, to win it. You can think bet Markstrom versus the field at some books that like basically a pick them. But excuse me, did I say Hellebuck or Markstrom? You can bet Hellebuck against the field uh, at uh, basically a pick them. The contenders list looks like it's Hellebuck head and shoulders above the field right now. Then it's Demko, Aiden Hill surge, Jeremy Swayman is still in the conversation. But then after that, it's it's open and goalies can just get hot. And I think that Markstrom's already done that. Like he's just white hot right now and he's been really good all season. He's starting to get a lot of uh, airtime on a bunch of panels because he, his name's in the tr- trade market. I don't think that the Flames are going to trade him. Think that this trade, this him winning the Vezina, is correlated to the Flames making the playoffs as well. Um, so I think you know you can get him at thirty-five to one. I think that's a fine bet, actually. Um, totally fine. Like I think he'd if if the season ended today, I don't he wouldn't win it, but he'd be probably on the fringe of a lot of ballots or on like as like the number three guy. Um, and that's good enough for me when there's still thirty games left in the season, Nick. Yeah, I agree. And it's not awful if he gets traded either. I love your take on them, like saying if the Flames get in and they grab that final soft West wildcard spot, that's going to make his case. And I think you'd have such a good chance of that happen. But he got traded to like New Jersey, like they were supposedly was very close to happening. I don't think you hate that either. He gets on a better team that's the Devils have been defending a fair bit better recently. So that could work out good too, because he's really been getting quite tough like he's been getting a lot of tough shots lately it feels like the flames the bottom has kind of fallen out defensively and he really has been just huge and a lot of people have taken notice over this eastern road swing um about how good he's playing so yeah i like that too and yeah i think that was the one the other one i'd kind of throw out there too is um i think the the panthers to win the president's at plus 750 um, I know I had given out the stars over the break, but that number's really gone down quick. So if you're wondering why I'm now pitching another one, this is why. I, uh, I I just look at it and I feel like they project, like I think they're maybe the best team, the most well-rounded team, pretty solid backup goalie, should be able to handle injuries more effectively than a lot of other rosters, solid schedule. So I think plus 750 is just a hair too long. That's kind of another future I like that's uh, still available. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to convince me on on Florida. I already have Stanley Cup and you know East, all that sort of stuff with them. Um, leave off why why I like the Markstrom thing, and it's a larger conversation, is because it feels contrarian in the fact that like the Flames are selling off, and I think a lot of people are just like, oh yeah, they're done. Like you know, it, this is it. But they've, you know, they've been red hot since um, you know a couple of the deals that they've made, and. I think that's, you know, indicative of kind of betting as a whole. And that as soon as we kind of say a team's done and they've quit, they, you know, they're valuable and they, and they rattle off wins. I think, 
I still go back to what I said earlier and that I feel like it's a relief to see some of these pieces go and that like if we continue to talk about them over and over again, that it's almost like a sigh of relief in the, in the dressing room thing with Markstrom though, uh, as well. Yeah. So you're, you're basically, are they going to get in? I yeah. mean, if they, if they sell off Hannafin, I know it goes contrary to what I just said, but if they sell off Hannafin and Tanov, then it's uh that might be too many pieces yeah. gone. Those things still work in their favor though, because like the actual chances kind of whatever yeah, they yeah. do to get that spot are like not that bad. And then that, that, like Hellebuck's got a really good case. I'm not even really like trying to like say we like this because he's favored too much, which is typically kind of what you'd be saying for like a long shot like this. But um, I think that would all work in his favor that people would be like, wow, you really dragged this team to the playoffs. Mm, right. And and even if that final spot in the West looks like it's going to be completely different than any other playoff spot, really, um, in terms of how hard it would be to grab. I don't really think anyone will like think about it that way. And when you're talking 35 to one, that's a pretty decent uh, case. And the the last point I'll make that I think works in, in Markstrom's uh, favor here is uh, you think about the four guys. If you, if you wanted to say there's a top five right now, it's uh, Hellebuck, Demko, Hill, uh, and Swayman with him. And there's a good chance like the Jets are just in that number three spot in the playoffs with like 10 games to go. There's a good chance that Vancouver maybe just runs away with the Pacific with 10 games to go. And the the Knights will probably want to handle Aiden Hill's workload. He's only played 20 games so far. He's been fantastic that they'll probably want to sit him, you know, and make sure he's fresh for the playoffs and not risk him in an injury uh, in, a, in a meaningless game. Whereas Markstrom, like if, if the Flames are involved or even if they're out of it, like he's going to be their guy. So um, I think he's got a pretty good case I was gonna say like, same point if he goes to the devils too right right like yeah, if they exactly. trade to get him he's yep. he's gonna be playing like nightly to try to sneak him in the playoffs so yep yeah you look at games played right like hellebuck and demko are 37 and 38 markstrom's at 33 i would not be surprised if markstrom ends up tying or or starting one or two more than them so a long way to go uh in that one i would say so so that's a just a if you're there's really one or two, I guess, awards where it's, it feels like a, a gate crasher could come in. Um, and, and this is one of them, and it's a pretty good price. So uh, Jacob Markstrom, uh, if you definitely want to consider. Um, with that, we can uh, get out of here. We will uh, leave you and, and wish you best of luck on Wednesday night. We'll be back on Thursday. A lot more games to talk about. Uh, so for Tim and Nick, good luck with all your bets. Uh, I'm Mike. Thank you to our producer, Noah. And please rate, review, and subscribe. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.